Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Vincent's massive hog. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. You want to know how I did it? This is how I did it, Anton. I never saved anything for the swim back. They used to say that a child conceived in love has a greater chance of happiness. They don't say that anymore. I don't know how to thank you. I got the better end of the deal. I only lent you my body. You let me your dream. Give me the theme <laughs> Dark, remorseful theme song. Dark. Well, naturally, our standard is beyond that of the common citizen. Who was that there? Well, I certainly don't. How dare you question me? What's your number? What's your number, you fucking flatfoot? I said forget it. What do you want, an apology? Jerome, Jerome, the metronome. You play the piano by that heartbeat of his. You serious about this? I hope you're not wasting my time. No, I, I, I give 100%. That'll get you halfway there. There is more vodka in this piss than there is piss. All right. Going back to 97. Pre-Matrix, and we have the, uh, the stylish movie Gattaca. Andrew Nichol directing. Danny DeVito got some producing credits on this one. And we have Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman, Alan Arkin, Jude Law, Lauren Dean, and, of course, Ernest Borgnine. Um, so Gattaca maybe as a, a first point of talking uh a little ahead of its time maybe or this movie was not a box office success i think it's found more of a following in um like a cult kind of following i think there's a bunch of people into this movie and um critically like it the did DNA very well. angle of things yeah it did get nominated for a few awards um but Best. that was for like art direction and and the Golden Globe nomination or award for the original score. So, yeah, I, no, I, right. um, I think where this movie maybe, I don't know. That's why I asked kind of the, the first question is, was this movie ahead of its time? Were people not ready for this back in 97 and we're a little bit more knowledgeable now? Are you saying we're ready for it now? Years later? Maybe. Because, um, you know, out of the gate, I love the idea um, of this movie. And it's... Um, it's not too hard to see how, uh, you know, how they're kind of getting you set up in this dystopian future where genetics is a huge part of life and you alter your children to, to have better genes and um, the rich can do that and everybody else is in this lower class. So when this movie came um, out, the promotions for it had a number to call to get your kid genetically engineered. And apparently they were <laughs> overrun with calls of people thinking it was real. So I don't know if it was ahead of its time. I think that it might have been, I think it might always just be right there. I think in the 60s, they could have spun a story of genetics, right? Mm. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. The nuclear um, ages, that's for sure. So does that mean then that this just movie was too small, got too small a release or is not good? I guess that's what we're here to discuss. I had only seen this movie once a long time ago. And when I saw it, I don't think I actually enjoyed it too much because it would have been I would have been like in high school maybe first year university and I just wasn't this smart 
I was 17 I when this never, came out, and I didn't like it either. I also never equate box office with a good movie anyway. I mean, Star Wars. No, for sure. Like, all, most of the Star Wars <laughs> movies made a lot of money, and I fucking hate all of them. I, I think I, they're terrible movies. I'd, yeah. That's the other way, but when there's, you know, good, good, potentially good movies that don't make any bank, you got to wonder, is it is it just that people didn't like it at the time, or was it not marketed properly? I, like, I don't remember the Did this have limited release? For this. I can't recall. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I only heard about it, like, more so years later. Um, but like I said, I was just too, and not in the, not in the headspace to get behind this movie. It would have been too boring for me. It's very dark and brooding, and there's lots of tension going uh, all the way through, but it's not, like, an action-filled... Like, if there had been more gunplay, I would have been totally into this in my 20s. Like, yeah, he's got a gun. She's going to shoot him. Yeah, they're banging while they shoot everybody. So that's Uh, the thing. This movie's incredibly smart, right? This movie's incredibly mm -hmm. smart and provocative, but it manages to take something so interesting and make it boring. I'll just say that right away. That's not a quality statement whether the movie as itself ends up working or not, but, I mean, this movie should be, by all rights, a very exciting movie. And I know I get it that that's not what they're trying to do, but it's not, I'm not even speaking of action or anything else. I mean, this movie, like we were talking about, there's a scene later where a guy is testing Jerome to see if he's Jerome, but he's absolutely Jerome. So the whole scene kind of feels like a nothing because there's no tension to it. Right. So like, it's even in these tension. things, it's, I know it's, it's I, Uma Thurman who they're trying, but, but the way they do it, it doesn't put you in her, sh- like, we know, so there's no point in doing it that way. That was very peculiar. I, watched, I was like, oh, is something like, what's the music coming up here for? Like, what's with all the looking? It, like, he's Jerome, so it's going to be fine. As soon I as she goes along with it, with which is at the beginning of that scene, the scene loses all of its tension. It's Then we're just wasting time watching him give him a needle, right? I I, I watch this movie like a bunch, and uh, and it's always funny because I uh, this when you watch it under the hold up lens or whatever you want to call it, things change very quickly. Um, because I always quite enjoyed this movie, but, uh, I found that the structure of this movie is part of its huge problem. The, the structure of this movie does not work. Uh, it's, it's badly structured. You, you start out with the, the whole beginning with him cleaning himself and then going into work and then talking to her and then he goes he sees that some commotions going on and he goes over and he and he sees that some something's happened and then we go back and then the voiceover begins so it's very strange the way this movie is structured i i think if they would have started it off with him being a kid and yeah. uh that would have been a much better route cuz that whole beginning is useless honestly we I, see I, I, all I, the I stuff agreed. We see all of the fingerprint things I, later, and he explains it all. So why did they show it to us in the beginning if they are going to fucking go through it again? It was kind again? of a cool opening. It, I mean, it was kind of a cool opening, but then it's 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 you got to pick one, either that opening or you go heavy on the kids from the start. I mean, I got to tell you, like part of when I was most pumped in this film might have been, I might have preferred, or I like the story of the two kids getting, like being raised that way, like skip through a bit of their time. That seems like a really cool movie and would set up a nicer conflict with Anton rather than kind of doing the, the the late movie reveal that they've been going at each other the whole time and we just didn't know it. 
Um, I always thought that that was but, so shittily hidden. That's why I was so shocked that you guys didn't figure that out. I always thought they did a kind of a crappy job of disguising uh, what was going on. And once again, you don't enjoy the movie as much when you don't know that that's Anton, that's the one who's the police officer. The movie is... That's another problem with this movie. Like I this wonder movie, if you knew that the first time you saw it. I, John I mean, and I, I was, have both seen this once. Uh, I was 20, I was probably... What he, but that's what I'm saying years is... Ago? No, well, that's what I'm saying is is they probably... I mean, I, I mean, I saw it when I was so young. Like, I don't even remember. But but what I'm saying is is it's a it was a mistake for them to hide that. It would have been far more far far more interesting to watch that movie when you knew when you know that it's his brother. It's yeah, stupid. It, it for doesn't them. lose anything. It actually creates more tension for us as the viewer because yes. you see you know what's behind Anton's actions instead of just. Brent and I turned to each other in this movie and were like, why the fuck is he taking over from Alan Arkin as the obsessed person with this case now? It didn't seem to make any sense. Yeah. And then if you go back, if you go back and you watch, it's because that's when they learn the name of the the the, the non-cert. What do they call them? The non non the invalids. The invalids. The invalids. Yeah, so so like it's, it's there mistake. it's there if you go back but it, it, i didn't find it was particularly put in a way that was like giving me hints or clues so i mean uh, maybe they kind of do but that's just i would have much preferred knowing who he was the whole time because then it, it just seems like a shitty surprise I don't G- know, giving like, us that information because it doesn't make sense at the end you, you're left with a period where you're like what the fuck is going on and then all of a sudden you're like <laughs> oh the reveal it's a, thing. It's a, it's a big speed bump because it fucks the audience yeah. from paying attention because then you start thinking back to all of the stuff to try and figure out if it makes sense and you're not paying attention to the story anymore. So it really fucks the viewer the first time you watch it. And uh, so... W- Go ahead. What's, what's more important? What's more important in this movie story-wise? Is it him getting into space or is it his rivalry and... And relationship with his brother. I think it's him getting into space. They don't really discuss the brother thing beyond. It just becomes about that. So the brother yeah, thing is almost is almost a peripheral at 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 best. And because they introduce it, but then it's never a thing. But then it becomes about that thing, but also yeah. about him space. It's it gets lost. It becomes about something else. So I think I think what your your thought there is is right in the, in going down that path because. Like it should be, it should be consistent. That was the big reveal. So I'm like, was that meant to be the main thing? That like he and then they go, they strangely go swimming in the middle of the night because they they wanted to hang their dicks, which seemed really weird considering they hadn't seen each other in 20 years. And immediately they're like, I don't like what you've done. You're too good. You shouldn't be here. Let's swim and almost <laughs> die. And I gotta save you again. I just I didn't dig it this time. Yeah, it, and then 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 he gets into space, but like, it made me think back. Like, he said he's really into going to space a ton, and there's the one scene with his family where they shit on him for not being genetically gifted enough and tell him he's going to be a janitor, and then he just watches the shuttle a lot. But I don't know it. Something about him getting into space, like if it was a a utopia up in space and that's where he was going to live in a better world and a better like that would have made more sense than he just wanted to ride as a navigator into space but they and had like such... he made the most of the opportunity when it was given but the movie wasn't about him 
dissing genetics, even though he, he did just by being alive, that didn't seem to be the primary theme, right? They had such great and themes it, in this, though. And, like, I actually really love the scene, even this time, where, where his father tells him. Because his parents are just trying to make him understand. Like, like his parents aren't God, wrong. His dad's he, an asshole. But his parents aren't wrong. He had to illegally... He had to illegally change his personality to get there his father was 100 percent right he would never get there so he didn't want to see his son because at that moment but his before he says it he even looks at his wife before he even sees it he looks at his wife and then he like kind of sighs and he's just like the only way you're gonna ever see the inside of a space station is a spaceship as if you're cleaning it his father is just trying to like to like what you're saying is that every parent that doubts their kid should just tell their kid like hey you're never gonna be great you better just take this fucking job. But it's at not McDonald's. the same thing as squashing it's, it's, your kids' You shoot dreams. for the fucking stars. As a parent, you say you shoot for the fucking stars, and, and you'll and get look, there. And you let and you let the kids break the odds because kids break the odds. His dad's a raging asshole. I'm not saying his dad's look, not an I, asshole. I, I, I disagree. I'm saying, with, I disagree a little bit here that um, his dad was like telling him how it was because he. I'm. I think his dad said that to him because he didn't believe he could genetically do it. He's like, I have this gifted son who could. You're just a piece of shit, son. So you're going to be a janitor. Not. Not this world has been designed in a way that you are forced to be a janitor. I think he was shitting on his genes. Oh, I his took dad's it. Dad's a gene elitist. Oh Jesus! I took it the other way. That his dad wow. was was just breaking a reality to him. But well, I think and that's yeah, how that I took it too. Asshole. Yeah, I, I took it to your way. I'm not he's saying a, he's a complete. He's a fucking he's a racist asshole in your way, John. I'm not saying I'm yeah. not saying you guys are you guys are both right about him being an asshole, and that's definitely the wrong way the wrong way to talk to your kid. And you should you should encourage them no matter what. But what I'm saying is is that his father was old school, and he thought that he was save trying to save Vincent from heartbreak because because Vincent based on what. What him and his wife fucking did, which was had him as a natural birth, they basically handcuffed him to a life that he didn't want or nobody would want. Like, he doesn't blame himself, but he fucking should be because it's his fault. Right? I mean, he had like, some genetic gifts. But, but at the end what of the gifts? day, like, the uh, one underlying message oh, yeah, that I dick. got from this. <laughs> yeah, the big dick. But that's, that's, yeah. the, is that dick, is that thrown in there to be a nod towards. That just because he was a natural birth or whatever you call it, a god birth, Dumb people that maybe he's got too. some gifts. You know what I mean? That that he's well, not the all whole, bad. Like he's got a fucking massive hog. They're like good. I want to know. Good job. I want to know. Is that something that is like supposed to be one of the underlying themes? Like the, the that the the genetic the probabilities can be wrong, and even if you only have one percent chance, isn't Ethan Hawke the one percent chance? Well, I think um, that's a part because of he it. he makes it he makes he like he cheats a little bit but he like he could only cheat so much right he couldn't be a navigator on that craft unless he was like in many ways talented enough to do it um and so like th that's why I kind of took the dad's thing maybe the, the way you guys are talking about it if I'm reflecting back on the scenes maybe he was kind of just stating it how it was to save his son but I I don't know from the scenes earlier when the, the I thought the wife wasn't as into the genetic modification as he was but I might be just remembering that all wrong. My way is pretty dark, isn't it? Their, well, their way, they just wanted... To, because because Vincent was born with the health defects, that's all they were trying to stop when they got the genetic thing. They were like, right. they were like, we just don't want any predisposition to illness, right? Or any kind of malady. 
And then the doctor's like, yeah, but you know, you could do all this shit. So they were like, all right. The doctor's very convincing up. too. He it's says, like, you, you want that clear coat? You want the fucking AC? <laughs> no, but, uh, you want no, the, but, you know, they're like, yeah, another no, great, here, but, I do want it. Another great line is that what the doctor says is, is this is still going to be you. Like, don't, don't think that if we're making all these changes, it's not going to be you. It's just going to be the best of you. And, and there's not going to be any of your shit in here. Right. And I was just like, that totally mm-hmm. makes sense. Why wouldn't you want to give your kid the best of you and not, not the, your flaws? I mean, that totally makes sense. Why would you impede them with your flaws? Well, it depends where you're going, because if you're just creating a God species, how fucking boring is that going to be? Well, that's what their thought was too. But then they like, he totally turned them around with that shit. Like that guy that his parents made him with six fingers on each hand. So he could be like a fucking concert (laughs) pianist. Like that is the absolute peak of controlling your children. Like you have designed their career since what if that guy just wanted to fucking uh, do spreadsheets or some shit. I guess I guess I guess that could come in handy with anything really. Six fingers. I mean, not riding a bike. You got half your hand hanging over that bike handle. It's probably uncomfortable. Uh, Yeah. Um, What are we talking about here? There's a not so distant future. And um, there's use of DNA modeling and biometrics. And there are certain people who are born valid people kind of engineered beautifully um there's still some natural births but uh yeah they're starting to get rid of that and but they're all janitors a little bit more for they this movie the especially the we should have people are janitors <laughs> this was a so bad one get, to just jump in the weeds people will be it kind of was yeah man. people will be confused but what are you doing listening to this if you haven't seen the movie i guess we are funny to listen to bantering on as we do but uh, this would one would be so. complicated and hard to understand. Um, so we got Vincent, who is a janitor, uh, kind of a uh, little little guy, and he's uh, stated to maybe only live 30 years due to natural genetic defects. His parents learn a lesson with baby number two and say, hang that hog. And they do. And we get <laughs> wonderful Anton, who's perfect in every single way. Uh, except for um, having reservations in his brain that make him almost drown twice. Anyway, the boys like to swim in the lake and challenge each other, and then time goes on. Uh, They kind of just walk away from each other, and Vincent steals some guy's identity who is genetically perfect to get a job in kind of a Tesla or a a SpaceX kind of organization who only will employ these fine people, and he uh, is able to... You subterfuge for no other reason than he really fucking wants to go into space. Well, that and guy so sells, Vincent, and sells his personality, doesn't he? I didn't mean to cut you off there. I thought you were. He does one. sell Jesus. it. He does. Yeah, okay, he he has sold a personality from a genetically gifted man, played by Jude Law, who has uh, been hit by a car and crippled. And so Vincent becomes. Uh, what's his name? Jerome. Yes. Jerome. Vincent Bo- becomes Jerome. He becomes a broken ladder as or a degenerate as they refer to in the movie. Degenerate. Like bro- yes. Degenerate. I like yeah. broken ladder better. Broken ladder's better. Yep. But this world ladder. and especially especially at Gattaca, um, there are uh, <laughs> mysterious private investigator slash sixties detective, thirties detective uh, kind of guys that go around the police. 
and they're investigating all kinds of things. They're always sucking up hair and eyelashes and they know where everybody is and what everybody's doing because that's the way this world works. So will Vincent make it into space is the question. Well, yeah. That yes, goal, is the answer. They really spoiled it. Well, his goal he is... He does. He reaches his goal. Yeah, I mean, his goal is was his goal is always to go into space when he's a little kid. So, yeah, his job is to... Uh, uh, to I, I, I don't exactly know how they choose the people who go into space. They just... The best ones at typing? They're like, oh, look how good the you are at typing. You're the typer. You're sure. the best typer. He doesn't typer. seem to... A few people get in those gyroscope things, and then they have to run on a treadmill a bunch. But other than that, space training seems light. And let's not forget and the most typing. important thing about going to space. You go in a suit. And you take only that suit with you when you go for your mission. Yeah, he had no luggage. <laughs> and but No, but so what the other funny thing was is is when they did finally show what he was doing. And when he was typing, he was... He was he was making a, a flight plan to, to go towards Titan, it looked like. And I so think he was just looking at a flight plan. No, he was typing it and then the guy was like the guy was like, Is this what we discussed? And he was like, Absolutely. And he's like, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it's what we discussed. So he was <laughs> typing in he he was he was putting in the the flight plans with that's what he's typing. That's what they're all typing, I guess. And you know, the other fucked up thing I noticed this time was they talked about how the director wanted this mission so bad because they it was took 70 years to get this mission and and uh, that it was so important because it, it takes 70 years. But they said there's like 12 flights going up a fucking day. So it didn't seem yeah. that rare. They tried to make it seem rare, but there's always rockets going up. Like all they were shooting, the fucking no, time. It's where this was going, not that it was a rocket. It was every 70 years yeah. they could launch this rocket to go beyond the clouds in the atmosphere at Titan. I have 70 years, yeah. it was. You need to, Every you need to slingshot around celestial uh, objects, objects in order yeah. to get the speed. There's only a few spots on Earth you take off to go to the moon, right? Because you need to have that that sweet... I played Kerbal Space Program. Come so on, where I were, all about space so flight. Tell me this, then. So where were all those other dozens of daily rocket ships going, then? They're so just they going could be to building a space station... Like Moon, in Mars. the future, one would hypothesize if you were going to build a very large, comfortable spacecraft for interstellar travel, you'd build it in space. So the rockets yeah. could have been taken up supplies, fuel. But nobody you know, says that. They just, they just why, launch 12 no, rockets don't. a day. They don't. So that's just a, that's, that's why it seems underwhelming that's as what his I'm goal. Saying. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's He was watching all the rockets go up and they acted like rockets never go up. But they go up every fucking day. And you, they, they said 12 times a day or yeah, some shit. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah, I'm saying. And there's no everyone. way... So, like, are they all just going to different planets? Like, some yeah. are going to Pluto, like maybe if some there are going was a to cool Mars, spaceship? some are going here, some are going there. But, like, it, it didn't seem like it was that rare of an event. <laughs> no, rockets weren't know. a rare event. The Titan rocket was just a rare Just the event. Titan rocket. Okay, fine, whatever, just to go to Titan. But, like, rockets are going up all the fucking time, so... And there's not that many people at Gattaca... Mm -hmm. So how has anybody fucking left with that many rockets going up? Who are all these people going in these rockets if they're not the people in that one room that are all typing? Like, who the fuck's going up? <laughs> None of that fucking makes actually any sense. No, it doesn't. There's like it's maybe 50 vague. people, a uh, hundred people who work there. So like, where's, who's getting those rockets? So, like, a movie like uh, Contact, which I highly recommend we do in the future, I... I yeah, I'd love to make fun of that movie. 
I know immediately, though, in that movie, why Jodie Foster's character Ellie is so into space. They, they, they get you right away. This movie, I'm never quite behind Ethan Hawke's obsession with space, just because he just wants to go up. It's he just, doesn't want to be the navigator. He doesn't want to be a science officer, and he doesn't get to like fly it or do anything. He just gets to go, and then he'll he'll come back. Like, I get the what? impression he must be doing something there. I just don't know what because he's like, we're going suit. to see what's on the other side of those clouds. Yeah. So there I, must I be guess. science. Like, what I'm he, guessing it's science. What if he hates his? What if he hates his coworkers? Right or. It's supposed to be a, it must be a likeable. research, it's a research mission or an expedition because he, he told, uh, it's bull, he told his buddy there, he told Jerome that they were going to investigate what was under the clouds of Titan because nobody knew. So like they're yeah, going yeah. to Titan in their suits to like go walk around <laughs> in their suits, I guess. Like who the fuck wears a suit What if they meet other life, space? they'll be well dressed. There's a reason I'm why they now. wear space, they wear their suits to go into into space there's safety reasons <laughs> life support reasons he's just saying there's the budget reasons they're all so no big buckling <laughs> no big seatbelts anymore you just sit down in your suit in a circle like the gravitron yeah, somehow the the g-forces don't affect you either you just kind of smile as you're like going up it's like hey instead of being like oh, that <laughs> <fuck."> <laughs> <laughs> i haven't trained for this now i'm just in a suit like <laughs> <laughs> i just did some light jogging on a treadmill yeah, serious. So I wish they had have focused on like his his like value that he was bringing to the mission, other than one scene where his like boss unreasonably menacingly asks him, "Is that the flight plan?" Yes. Okay. Thanks. See you, man. I would have like, never. Fuck, there should have been no rockets ever going up. Like, first of all, do we really need to see him staying at rockets going up? Like, what does it add? It doesn't really add anything. So, like, if there was like no rockets going up, it would have made it feel like it was a bigger deal. But instead, it's just like every scene outside, there's a rocket in the background flying up into space. It's just like, who gives a shit about yeah. the fucking well, rocket? I, I personally like it this way. It's He gets to talk earlier in the movie about how he's like, when, he, when he's looking at the rockets going off and he's like, he's getting close to his mission because he's a janitor at this place. Like that's, he's sacrificing everything even just to be a janitor there because he thinks like he'll ever work there. And he says, I've never felt so far away from my dream is when yeah. i've been this close the voiceover to it like, is like it, it all shows us dialogue. that longing i don't have a problem yeah. with 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 being in a sci-fi world where where he's trying to be part of this thing it's not even about him being titan it's just he wants to be part of this group he wants to be part of the like a like a fighter pilot there's a ton of fighter pilots right it's yeah, he wants to be a fighter, fighter basically uh, yeah, he's driving like a, a giant star gun hog <laughs> the only the only the only time we see see him really really liking space or being interested in it is when he's a little kid and and he's setting up all of the planets in that parking lot so i guess they give and then he reads yeah, some yeah you're right and he's reading the quantum he, book he, but see like that's the more interesting stuff in the movie like when there's voiceover and that shit's going on some of that stuff i like more than when the things in the movie are happening i do too yeah i, I agree. remember asking at one point are we in the now or is he flashing back again to just a previous time and i wasn't sure that's the problem yeah, had we caught I, up i, I found I found myself asking Uma Thurman, is she like a spy? Is she trying to get him? And no, she was trying to bang him, and I didn't get that. Yeah. So that's weird. And they like she's on screen for a bunch, but you don't learn anything about her as a character until slightly later when she just does what appear to be 
unreasonable things. Like she's all in on that espionage, like and violence. Like she that turned that shit got her going, I guess. Yeah, I like Paul the- called that one, but I think you know he knew from watching it before. But he wasn't wrong. He was like, she's gonna, she's not gonna like be a, a, appalled by this. She's gonna be into it. But and, that's and I was like really, and then that's she was. the that the, I kind of found that shit interesting too because because uh, he uh, they 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 keep talking about how I don't have a violent bone in my body and and they they the, the guy who was making Anton in the beginning who was helping uh, his family said. Uh, that he, something about violence as well they would they would make sure that he's not pre, predisposed to violence so i think violence is would be very shocking to her because she's yeah. probably never seen a fight before because everybody's like genetically uh predisposed to not like fight each other so like when he beats the shit out of that cop like that would have been like the craziest thing she ever saw in person, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ever. Yeah. So she took it like too well. She was right into it. Yeah. Well, she was, I she know. tried it to just, stop him, seemed... and he flung her, like pushed her yeah. away. Yeah. Which isn't cool yeah. too, because that was like violence no. against a woman they only and genetically her. specified not violent, not not aroused by violence. They kind of just <laughs> oh, assume yeah. that'll I'm be not, gone when they get rid of the others. I'm it's it there, does, buried it probably, very shallow. It probably does make sense that there there would be something interesting about that for her because she's never met a man who like beat the shit out of a cop before in a back alley. She's Jesus, like, who yeah. is who is this man? Who is this Vincent? It's like a demolition <laughs> man when everyone's like, "Holy shit, that guy just punched a guy." <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. Everyone in the future, a lot of movies, they're like peace loving. Demolition well, man. guy with a trident. Theoretically, that would be evolution, but it seems like there's a lot of people. Yeah, because there's a really universe. funny scene in Demolition Man where they're watching uh, Wesley Snipes kill everybody, and he goes, "We're police officers. We we aren't trained for this kind of violence." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I guess we all are um, trying to lean towards a more peaceful beautiful utopia why not yeah well seems better so somehow than like torture murder and other things like that as fun as they are Tor- torture murder death kill it's fun yeah mdks oh, um yeah shit what else we got um music is uh, fucking glorious in this i think music's pretty good except for that one scene um yeah but that's no, fine, I can't though. Even remember what scene it was in. It goes by well, 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 I'm just kidding. I just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, for, I, for the most part, the music was really good. And um, go ahead, Colin. You got something. To all say. of the scenes between him and I, I love all the actors in this. I feel like all the performances are really good. The the set design and the uh, and and the wardrobe and stuff. It all works for. I mean, this movie has a really slick look to it and a tone to it and a feel to it that that it carries throughout the whole film so yeah, whether you like it or arkin? not arkin feels off miss. tone he was I, and i love arkin but he's yeah. tonally wrong for this movie yeah i actually would agree with you there that's interesting i never thought about that yeah yeah he didn't seem to otherwise i do think the casting is great it yeah. seems the casting is yeah. pretty dead on but arkin is out yeah. yeah, he doesn't he doesn't pull it off like that character needed to either stand out more it needed to be more Arkin, but what he tr- he tried to play it kind of straight and it just it didn't I work. I think he like a John right Hamm in that position is good. Things. 
something think, like that would be better. I think the yeah. writing, I think the writing let Arkin down a little bit too, or or they let him. He didn't. His character also seemed. I don't know. His his character seemed to have motives that that never went anywhere. I don't know why. What well, yeah. he's funny, but he's funny in a weird way for this movie. Like when he comes in, he's like, yeah, "Everybody he's like stop!" A- and then everyone runs, and he's like. Didn't you hear me ask you to stop? No, he goes, yeah. Am I speaking some foreign language? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, d- like, I find that funny, but it, it, I don't know if it's for this movie. No, you know? that's kind of my, um, my thoughts there. It doesn't fit. Like, um, I, I really appreciate the lengths they went to to, to to find some, I don't know if the right term, um, Dave might crush me for this one, but brutalist kind of. They had a particular style. Um, there's a, a, build, a building on the California State Polytechnic University uh, in Pomona, an old abandoned building they use there. There's a civic center they used. In, that's in Frank Lloyd Wright, and that's totally brutalist, that style. Yeah. Um, so so that stuff is um, – it, it, it works for what they're trying to do. I don't, I don't question the environment they're trying to set up. It does feel very – dystopian and and when you know they they make a fine point of it in the early going to have the the background actors walking like in perfect unison around the corners of the staircases and things like that to make it seem very 1984 ish kind of dystopian where people are very prim and watching you know what they breathe and do and say it's authoritarian Um, almost that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I appreciate it. it. Was all very consistent all the way through. Even even to the point I could even let it go that they were driving cars around and using kind of futuristic souped up electric car noises. Like it wasn't just electric cars because they don't really make much noise. It was kind of like a almost like a Star Wars speeder, but not quite. You know, like a lame Star Wars speeder. Uh, the other so thing, I kind of chuckled. The other thing I noticed this time too, which I kind of found to be weird, um, was um, that. The movie felt very claustrophobic. Are very that so? There's so many people who worked at Gattaca. What is that sound? It's his mic. We already talked about it. Oh, okay, on. so it's they yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there was all these people who worked at Gattaca, and uh, you now no one ever spoke. Like it was almost like Gattaca was mannequins, and it was just the two or three people the the one guy who dealt with the cops and then uh Ethan Hawke and then uh and then her uh, I can't remember her name right now Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman but otherwise like no one else spoke no one else smiled no one else showed any emotion they're all like emotionless zombies and so like whenever yeah. you're in that environment it was so it's so strange to not have one or two other characters who like speak like maybe a buddy at work for him or something like that. It, it, it just, it made the whole movie kind of feel like a play or something almost. It, I, I don't, I, I don't so know. You guys do you know, know what I'm um, talking about? Do, do you know the Christian Bale movie? I think it's equilibrium. Yes. Seen that yeah. One? It feels mm-hmm. very similar to that. Yeah. So in that movie, which I am pretty sure was released after this one, it was Gunkata, yeah. which is a hilarious form of martial art using weapons like 50 cal guns. Anyway, none of that matters. There, there are some actual pretty cool scenes in that movie. Um, 
even though it's kind of like probably overall doesn't hold up, I would guess. But we'll see. Maybe we'll put that one on the list. Anyway, in that movie, the dystopian society, they have repressed emotions by medicating people. That's right. And Christian Bale gets off of it and starts to feel things. And then there are the bad the bad people have um, layers with like fine art and wine and fun music. And then they, the, the teams come in and they blowtorch it all. In that movie, it made sense that people couldn't speak to each other or look at each other and they were just going single file yes just yeah all dead husks but in this movie like these are the cream of the crop this would be like the olympics where they set records for condom distribution everybody would just be fucking all the time mm-hmm. be like we're going to space we're perfect like let's go and instead it's that's why i got the sense with uma thurman that she was she was a spy right she was just out to get him and i couldn't figure out why and it's, then it's like, no, I'm just like, it's I'm, because I'm trolling him. It's <laughs> because nobody has emotion. Like even when him and her talk and they like they flirt, there's zero emotion. Even when she yeah. gives him the hair, pulls the hair from her head and gives it to him so he can take it and get it tested at this this like Seven Eleven or wherever any people go to get their shit tested. <laughs> See, like there's all these people lined up. She gives it to him. He holds it and he stares at her emotionlessly and he lets it go and he's like. I am sorry, it blew away. But it's just like no, there's no <laughs> fucking emotion. Even when they're the only time you see them have any emotion is when they're banging, and that's about it. But even when they're flirting, <laughs> or even when he's kissing her in the yeah, alley, there's very little emotion. Bad. It's bad. Um, in the scene where you're they're flirting, walking in the uh, the water. Um, culvert, whatever the fuck you call that thing, an aqueduct or whatever, which is a cool place to do that shot. Um, she tries to give him the hair and he's like, he just lets it go and he's like, it blew away. And then he starts walking and I'm like, is she supposed to go with him? <laughs> it was so really, confused. Was like, he, yeah, was he walking blew, away? It seemed like a dissing d- me? Like, is that it? It could have been, it could have been a diss. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then yeah, she had to say, so really, um, that, that kind of wrecks it um, with their relationship, so it makes that unbelievable. And then, because then I don't believe in their relationship, I'm not buying it when it comes that she has to, like, get on get into their espionage, which could get her killed. As I understand, they take people who are breaking the law and just execute them, right? They just incinerate them or some shit. Um, they do? Doesn't Alan Arkin... <laughs> yeah, I was I wondering, doesn't where, Alan Arkin where did you see that? make a comment... Well, doesn't Alan Arkin make a comment once they finally arrest the guy that he's going to be like fried in no time? I am. Oh, not. I don't. Oh, but he murdered somebody, so he might get yeah. like the chair. I mean, he's a murderer. I guess. A premeditated well, I, I, I mean, murderer. when you see a bunch of trench coat and fedora wearing guys like hunting, like sucking things up, a la nineteen eighty four, I would guess that there's like severe severe penalties for crimes right they just like boom brent mentioned that. that too like the only time you see humor is uh between uh him and uh what's his name's character uh jude law, Ant- jude law. so anton and vincent there's a little no, bit of jerome. humor be- between jerome and uh vincent a little bit of humor but like it's still very dry even the humor between them and stuff he shows the most emotion actually because he's always drunk so he smiles and he he's charming and he screams at that cop he's uh about, what's your number what's your number yeah. like all that yeah. he's he's the most emo- has the most emotion in the he's whole he's probably movie. the most interesting character 
He is. I think so. Too. I agree. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree. It yeah. should have been about for those reasons because he he has flaws and everything. Like like Vincent has flaws, but they're just these physical flaws, and then they spend the rest of the movie showing us why those things aren't actually any different than these other people. So he actually falls into the one note category, and I think it's too. True. Vincent's is, flaws are like all invisible. Like yeah. what's his arc? Like what's Vincent's arc? He doesn't he have like an arc. He wants to go to space, and then he gets to go to space. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't they confuse really his arc with getting what he wants. That's what they yes. did. Yeah, yeah. It's a great point. Because he didn't. It, it, did he earn it? I mean, I guess Jerome I guess had the arc. He, he did, but yeah, Jerome. Well, but he. It's it, yeah. He gets what he wants, but he doesn't really change. No, he doesn't change at all. He just gets. He just accomplishes his mission, but like, there's no. He did, does, what does he learn? He learns that he can fuck the system, I guess. And like he learns that that you should never let anything stop you. Like like you said earlier, you should shoot for the stars. But he was always shooting for the stars. And then he finally hit a wall and he was like, fuck it. I, I'll just do some illegal shit to get what I want. Yeah. Yeah. So and because yeah. because I don't buy the love interest angle in this, that's not waiting for him to come back. So that hasn't changed him. Like he wasn't. It's not like he was. He does mention like now that I now that I can go, I have a reason to stay. But I didn't buy that either. So the delivery is poor. Um, they're just too. They're too lifeless. I don't know why it had to be that way. He should have been secretive. He was so secretive. I actually couldn't even tell if he had an angle to dating her. Like. That would be better for his chances to get up into space, or he could play. She the thought game that better. too. Even she thought that. <laughs> so I know. the audience yeah. and her think that. So and that doesn't yeah. make him a very likable character. Yeah, this could should have actually been about Jude Law, because Jude Law is is the only character I, I do think Brent's right is. He doesn't really have an arc. I guess he does actually. He does have an arc. Do you know what? Yeah, no, Jude Law has an arc, totally. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Jude Law goes from right. being like a hopeless, like he just like gives up to actually like living and, and caring about something again. And then I think his killing himself is actually supposed to be like a poetic release, which I completely think is fucking stupid. But um, <laughs> I was going to ask you guys about that. But I think the brother too, as, a, as, just a, as just an add-on to that, I think the brother could have also been one of the most interesting characters because by all merits he is perfect but he is determined to chase down his brother because he is threatened by him despite the fact that his brother is born without the very obvious gifts that he was given right so like that yeah. to me is interesting too as a guy that has everything but can't give up like this this jealousy and this this envy of this guy who by all sense should be below him yeah, yeah agree that's I, I agree that's why too. i was saying the stuff with the kids growing up is the interesting meat here and they could have we could have spent a bit more time with them as they grew up have some different phases of their life no voiceover that no voiceover right? 22 goddamn it, minutes the movie of voiceover. Would be about. yeah see and that's the best part then it switches to like welcome to gattaca i couldn't even tell you what gattaca was i was like is this a, a <laughs> i don't know i've seen this movie like 20 times and i have no fucking like I have no fucking idea what they're doing I think it's on a those space typing. agency. Yeah, it's like it's like SpaceX. It says on Wikipedia it's a conglomerate aerospace corporation. And and, it, and, I mean, it, and if uh, Ethan Hawke is the one who's doing all the navigating and the typing for their approaches to Titan, what the fuck are all those other people doing? I don't know. <laughs> 
Because that's all he seemed to be know. doing. And then they got to go too. Like there's oh, there's a whole bunch of other people on that flight. So and how come we never saw any of them before? I didn't recognize any of those. Pe- Where did those fucking people come from that are on that ship with him? Like, is they there different divisions the and branches? Is this just one building? I or guess. Is it a global yeah. conglomerate of people? And once again, why are so many rockets going into space? <laughs> There's not that many planets that are, like, habitable. Like, no one's going to Pluto. Like, that's not interesting. Sp- it's it's the future. It's a dystopian future. They're, like, send, sending up to Mars, sending up to Moon. Well, say that, the then. Like, give me, give me some I information. Why? I don't care that we don't know. I don't care no, that we don't know. It's it's then don't it's focus so much on it. Then don't have so much of the rockets. That's what I'm saying. Like if you're gonna show me a bunch of rockets, at some point I'm gonna start asking questions. So fucking stop showing me the rockets then. Like just get rid of that all that shit. Do one rocket just, that he watches then one. <laughs> on their own, they probably wouldn't stand out to me if the rest of the movie like was a little bit getting me going. But it's just one of a few questions I end up asking. All I would have needed was like oh. Like Uma Thurman could have said, fifteen more launches until the shuttle is like prepped in space. That's it. That line would like fix it. Then you know that they're sending those shuttles up to supply a bigger ship. That's why they went up in suits because they'll go up there, they'll land on the space station, get their. <laughs> they want to look good. Get they on the other that's perfect. Look great. Actually, that's perfect. Well, yeah. that's professional. It takes and two it's seconds. The future. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Shorts, Jesus. Uh, you, so you either, but that's what I'm saying is you either do, you either, you either explain it to me or you don't spend so much time showing so many rockets and people looking at the rockets and talking about the rockets. So I like, like John's, I like John's approach, but I don't disagree. It could be a, a nice touch to have some peripheral information about that stuff. Just because yeah. otherwise, like. That's what I'm saying is uh, when you're setting something up and spending so much time on it, people will start to ask a question about it. The same with the typing and stuff. And like the same with Gattaca. They're like, they just call it Gattaca. But once again, (laughs) we have no idea what the fuck they actually do. Like, so they're just like SpaceX. Like, that's all we needed to know is that they are a space exploration company. That's it. That's true, actually, because I don't I want to know what the fuck he's doing. That's so important. And it does bug yes. me that I don't know. When you see all those little keyboard cubicles, you're basically think he's going to be an admin or like a yes, data entry. Exactly. And, and totally. maybe he is. Maybe that's exactly what he is because he's like he's going up there just to do data entry from like other scientists, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. In the navigation team. I don't know. It seems like he's one of six people on that craft, though. They call That's him a navigator. They, they call him a navigator yeah. too, and I think it was more yeah. than six. How's he navigating was... from inside the tube? I don't it, know. I don't he he was know. just sitting I there. I don't know. Why is he in the office? The astronauts don't have desk time with the fucking. Analysts. <laughs> no, they don't. That's what I mean. They don't see each other. They're like we're training for space. <laughs> John's thing's the only thing that makes sense now. That they're shooting them up to another spacecraft that will be the actual expedition craft. Because they're not just yeah. shooting a rocket through the fucking clouds of Titan. Let's be honest with ourselves. That's no. exactly what it is. I mean, they're not. Otherwise, they're a missile. They're not a fucking research vessel. <laughs> that's right. You know what I mean? That's, that's right. what I'm. Just but, look. But that's what I'm saying is, is like, I, I'm not saying John's thing does make sense, but it's not in the movie. So, like, we're just making shit up now. We can't say that's what it is because there's no, no indication of what John's saying is true. Yeah, there's no, like no true. indication like none there's yeah. zero like they just they're just like always in the background rockets going up and i don't mind once again if they show the one where he's a janitor 
And then one yeah. where he's standing there and she mentions it. But then she's like, how many go up a day? And he's like, she's like 12. And he's like, sometimes more. <laughs> what? Sometimes more? Yeah. Where the fuck are yeah. all these rockets going? And if you are building a That's space station saying. or something, you don't need 12 rockets going up. Like, what are they each taking? Like, one bolt? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I could, you could spin that in so many ways. I would accept that, like, it's lower fuel consumption to go more with less cargo, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, you make me think about that shit too much. And I'm not coming along for the ride. Yeah. Hey, did you guys know that uh, Maya Rudolph was in this? I did not. And I love uh, her. So I feel like I would. Was she the one of the girls like getting getting the, her lips tested or whatever? She's got to be a No, it was delivery really young. nurse. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Oh, so when one of them kids was born. The very yeah. beginning, one of the god chicks, probably. Yeah. G-Boss. Yeah. Too I, funny. I, I, also, uh, I also agree with the brother thing. The, that brother thing would have been so interesting. I, I like what Brent said about him, him being so superior, but being obsessed with his brother and what his brother is doing. Uh, like, you could have... If you they know could have that. been at odds with each other, and then then you'd like Anton would be like, "I know, like, I know you're cheating, like, I, but I can't prove." And it, it would it's also all about proving it. And there'd be yeah. so that much would have been more super tense. There should be so much more tension too. Like, so you know the scene in the alley where he comes out and Vincent's beat up the cop, and then he stands yeah. in the alley and he starts screaming Vincent's name. And then Alan Arkin yeah. looks at him like that. If you would have known that was his brother, that scene would have been so much better. And the scenes where he keeps showing up, if he knew that that was his brother, then he would have been fucking always worried his brother was going to recognize him. He would have been hiding, trying to avoid his brother. That could have been so interesting on his part, too. Okay, so... Like, tension. Where's that, the fucking tension? Now that tension? I'm thinking about this... Is this movie better on a second viewing because of it, or is it? Worse it is better. It's got that across. Well, it's better on a second viewing for sure. Like, but but at the same time, you're start, you're just seeing all these missed opportunities that they they where they where there was opportunities for tension instead of them having to uh, like you guys were talking about um, make this fake tension where he comes over to test the guy's blood and it's the actual guy and we all know it's the actual guy. Who he's testing, so who gives a shit? <laughs> so, like, that's, like, their forced tension. But, like, are the forced tension between Alan Arkin and his brother, like, all that where they are at odds with how to investigate and stuff? Like, if yeah, you would have... that's a really stupid go-nowhere-anything. Like, we yeah, know the yeah. guy's his, his, his superior officer. So every time Arkin challenges him and then gets overruled, there's never anything to it. It's just no. a fucking... It's, it's like a... Furthermore... It, we don't need that shit at all. No. Furthermore, on a second viewing, you would know that um, the cop, that Anton, testing the guy, knows it's not his brother. So that ruins the tension even more on a second viewing. Because you'd be like, what's the fucking big deal? Completely. What's, what's the blood test going to reveal that is going to shock this cop into justifying this amount of tension? Do you know what I want to look for in a second viewing? I want to look at the doctor's relationship with Vincent because it seemed to me earlier in the movie that they were in cahoots. And then at the end, you find out that they weren't in cahoots. I feel like a reverse twist happens because like when he's got the blood in his hand and then he does that whole thing where he like switches out the real blood for the fake blood that he had. 
Yeah, the vial. Yeah. I had the impression the doctor was in on that. They even like look like they give each other knowing looks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then what? He it's, just it's, he pulls away and has the vial in his hand and gives it to the doctor. Like that wouldn't be suspicious to anybody. I know that the cop's standing right there too, so the cop oh. doesn't fucking notice anything. But but you know, like having seen this as many times as I had, um, they at the beginning of the movie, the first time the doctor is uh, is watching him take a pee and talking about how how glorious his cock is. Yeah. Uh, he says like. Uh, he says, ask me about my, he's like, have I ever told you about my son? And he says, no. And he's like, ask me sometime or remind me to tell you about him sometime or something like that. So at the beginning of the movie, that guy already knows he's a fake. Like the yeah. doctor knows, like, like he's known for the whole time he's worked there that he's a fake. So why has that doctor not, uh, yeah, t- told anybody? Well, because just, son just because is, his son's, his son's in, in, no, I know, but like, so he's risking his job in this fucking society because his son might not be as good as he was promised. But like, and so he's like cheering for Vincent. I don't know. He's a fucking doctor and that works in this weird to. society in this high level company. So we're, we're probably supposed to also believe that Uma Thurman helped them because she's kind of a natural born and would have sympathy for other natural borns. But. Uh, that's, that's kind of BS. The only thing that would work like super well for me, because I didn't get the doctor's motivations or character at all. I had similar concerns or questions like Brent. You know what? I have no problem if this, if this movie keeps it ambiguous until the final scene when I would have maybe preferred that they were in cahoots and the audience just didn't know. That could be the reveal. Yeah. Because that's a pretty nothing reveal that only gets him by the final checkpoint with a wink of the eye. And he'd be like, have fun, Vincent. And be like, thanks, Doc. And you'd be like, oh, the doctor was in on it. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a good reveal where he gives the doctor the piss cup and the doctor goes, thanks, and just drops it in the garbage and then uses a different sample. Something yeah. like that. It's just kind of also they, hard to do wink. these big reveals at the end because <laughs> the reason why the reason why you the reason why you have a, so Fight Club is a perfect example. When you find out that Tyler Durden is just another part of his personality, there's a whole 40, 40 minutes left in the movie. So then the movie completely changes, and for the rest of the movie, now something has drastically changed, and the audience is in on it, and you get to go for the ride. This whole thing at the end about pulling shit out of your ass with the la- one minute to go it doesn't affect the movie any longer. The movie's fucking over. So these it's writers, over. these writers who do that shit at the end and stuff, it, it it doesn't work very often. Like there's few examples like The Sixth Sense where that actually works because it actually usually makes the movie worse because you didn't know things that could have like another perfect example was we did the uh, the ring and we didn't know that that was his kid or whatever. We just thought, you know, yeah. what I, and that ruined yeah. all that of the scenes too. It like once again, you just you're trying to be clever, but like you're actually making the audience confused and they can't enjoy the story because they they're asking questions in their heads. And it's speed bumps. Yeah. It's all fucking yeah, speed never bumps, man. Your audience. No, it, it's hard to it. It's such a risk to put something in your movie that says now you need to watch it a second time to really see what was happening. It's so yeah. risky because it's got to be worth that second view. 
and I can't, I won't say it's not possible because, like Colin said, Sixth Sense does that pretty well. Um, but I, I think I'd prefer it if it wasn't a, a, a story critical piece of information yes. that was being so revealed. We, like the, the doctor thing would be a nice little, oh, I can't see a way out of this. And it's like, we tricked you. You, you had your suspicions, but you forgot about the doc, didn't you? Boom, here you go. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, oh, fuck, cool. Like, so he used his relationships and once again his skill to escape. And he doesn't like piss his pants and give up. And then have the doctor be like, yank, 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 off you go. I've always known about you and you didn't know about me and my boy. Yeah, that doesn't do anything for us. What is I didn't it? get now that callback. Like, now we like the doctor? Like, what do we give a fuck about him that he's like, we like him now? Like, what, who gives a fuck about the doctor? Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No, I like, like, even with the, where he stands up and gives the vial to the doc, like, that that would be they were in cahoots. That may, That would make total sense. The way that it happened... If, if the doctor's not in on that move, like that he stands up and somehow gives him the vial, it just... The audience should yeah. be figuring things out when the main character figures them out and then we're going along with him and things are changing for him. Then he's changing based on this new information. Not this yeah. fucking weird, like, last minute, like, twists and shit. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, it, it works against it, unfortunately. You guys uh, want to do it i feel like yeah. i'm spinning in circles now i know i'm yeah, just upset about it though any like any positives before we jump into final final yeah, I mean, recollections the we already said music the like, directing is great uh, I, while i did like the the set designs and the the brutalist designs of the buildings that they went for and very consistently like it did feel like it was all in one city one one space so like kudos for that especially 35 million dollar budget um you know good enough i didn't quite get as much into all the 60s clothing and clubs and and that whole kind of thing Grant also said something too about how the fedora was like a part of the the detectives' uniforms. Like, so all the detectives had to wear a fedora. It is, but that's a popular trope. And like, like I say, like this is this is not it's not unique in its styling. Like, this is like a I can't remember the exact word, but it's like retro futurist or like yeah, yeah, I know you're talking retro space age or something like that. Where it's where it's both like advanced technology, but like. but like almost like historic or like more period PC stylish styling to that stuff. Didn't, um, and I like Dark it. City. I do Is too. Dark City a movie? Dark yeah, City Dark would City. have this same kind of it does the exact so that has the same, same style. Yeah. But that felt that felt more futuristic and dystopian than this did. Yeah. To me. Oh, well, see, a very, I, find, a I very do find this very successfully too. dystopian and futuristic. It is. It totally is. But sorry, this I like as a, like a possible dystopia. Dark City, I found, had that futuristic kind of, and, and it felt grittier, like greasier, I guess greasier. This one might have been grittier, but that one was greasier. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, there are some parallels because they go for the same. There seems to be this accepted. The future is the 60s. And um, with the fedora stuff, I'll just say quickly uh, and then shut up for a little, is um, if Alan Arkin is sporting the fedora and trench coat, I'll take it. But the fact that all the detectives were, eh. It's a wardrobe. They could have just been wearing some kind of uniform. Yeah, it's like it is. Fallout. It is. Think of Fallout. Fallout is exactly yeah. this. Yeah, there's, there's, there's certainly parallels for sure. Um, I just don't dig it as much in this. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. And Ernest Borgnine, everybody. I really remember Ernest Borgnine from the movie Red with Bruce Willis and um, Morgan Freeman and all those guys. He's the underground uh, records guy. Oh, yes, Mr. Moses. Another guy that they could have made more of a use of in this in this movie because Ernest Borgnine like I said when I when he like grabs the cup from him I was like he knows and he's like trying to help him out but they also never nod towards that they just and I don't know is that a good choice I guess to just leave us with that question I feel like I would have liked to know that Ernest Borgnine knew and it didn't need to be a big plot point but he could have just known given a wink to it and then been working yeah because I like yeah, the I idea that there's a number of people that are inside this institution that don't necessarily agree with the way things are and that they're working yeah. towards helping a guy change it or at least succeed where he might not be able to otherwise. The doctor, the fucking Ernest Borgnine janitor character. Do you know what I mean? This, like, these are all things you could sew the, in. I, I Like this movie has it that, you know, you can accomplish even if you're not genetically perfect. But like that should have been the primary thing and it just didn't seem to be. Yeah. It seemed to be more of an afterthought that just happens a few times. But like, yeah, the, the non-valid should have been rooting for a guy like this. And if they found out, they would keep it secret and they would help him constantly yeah. helping. Like maybe that would have been better for Uma Thurman's character if she was like more actively helping him because she found out sooner than anyone else that he was an invalid, but he's doing so well and she's an invalid as well, but has this job, blah, blah, blah. Like that makes it so much more interesting than what we see. I, I totally think so. And what's the moral of this movie? That you can be invalid and still have a huge dick. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so I'll, go, I'll call it first. So because I was okay. the one who said that I, that I, I called this before I watched it that it was going to hold up. But I think the main flaw of this movie is that technically it's it's very pristine and it looks really good. And there's so many great themes going on running through this movie, but they're, they never really focus on one. And so at the end of the day, while it looks pretty, it's com- it feels very hollow and shallow inside. Like there doesn't, it doesn't, it feels empty. Like it's too... It's too, what do you call it? It's too um, sanitized. Like there's there's, there's so many cool w- things they could have done and directions they could have gone with this story and, and they kind of took like the most boring route. So yeah. unfortunately it didn't yeah. hold up. Very, yeah. very di- disappointed actually. What do you got, Brent? I don't think it holds up either. Um... I find that this movie is much too slow. It (laughs) fucking drags it out for me. I feel like this could have had a ton of really exciting tension. Really, this movie could have been taut. Do you know what I mean? And it didn't have that. I didn't really ever feel like I doubted where we were going. Um... It's very one note. I think it's successful in creating an atmosphere and an aesthetic, and it does that really successfully. But I think that it actually ends up detracting from the movie and creating... There's there's no peaks and no valleys, really. Um, Jude Law's character maybe is the exception to that because we do see highs and lows with him. 
Whereas with Vincent, even in the things that are supposed to be highs and lows or maybe dark nights or whatever, it just never seems to, to really fulfill itself. It's It ends up being kind of disappointing. I'd like to pat myself on the back for not liking this in 97, and I'd like to give myself a shout-out for not liking it again. John, over to you. <laughs> yeah, like, you just... You get to know the most about Vincent as a kid, and then he just went... As an adult, he doesn't seem like the kid at all. And so I don't know his character, and I don't care about his 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 goals and dreams i don't know I, I i'm like staggered right now that when i said you know they didn't set it up at all and then we talked about all the scenes where as a child he was set up to love space but i just i didn't associate it with the older him and it's just it, it the stuff like to get into space is like should have been like a background thread and it, there's so many more meaty juicy things to work with here for a good story and a better relationship with Uma Thurman, a better, um, a better relationship with the brother. And like, it's, it's weird because like with how good Jude Law is, like he's easily the best part of this movie. His mm-hmm. character shows the widest range of emotions. He's going all over the place. His sacrifice at the end, I guess, is I, I not a personal choice I would go with, but the guy basically says halfway through the movie, he's going to kill himself. So it's just a matter of time, and he he reached a goal, and then decided that was it. So you know what, I I can live with that, and he he crushed it. So um, kudos to him for doing that. And it's not like Ethan Hawke or anyone else in this movie is particularly bad. They're just all given shit, shit to work with. It's that, like when, when you leave this house, um, um, Vince, the actual Vincent Jude Law would say to him, like, "When you leave this house, no emotion. Go to Gattaca, the place of no emotions, even though we're all perfect." It's like fucking what? That's not how it had to be. That's uh, it wouldn't so, be yeah. giddy like school hold behind up. closed doors. His his Sorry, suicide John, actually also Jesus Christ. No. His suicide actually doesn't go with his arc of char- character either. Like his suicide, he should have never committed suicide. That actually doesn't make any sense. I feel like he learned to like care about something again and like and to like and to like to he he you know what I mean? Like he he was down and he was an alcoholic and he was suicidal. But at the end of the day, like he put everything into this for Vincent and, and he cared about something again. And then he fucking kills himself anyway. Like that's actually a terrible mistake. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, it was, it, po- it was they were trying to be shocking, poetic. Right? They're trying to be poetic. Yeah, that's great. But it doesn't fucking work. But that's the thing is that like, people it would have mixed- made more sense if he traveled and drank himself to death. Like he just should have traveled. He should have. He should have like yeah. went on a trip. He should have like decided to go on a new adventure. All you do is set up something that he's given up on, and then at the end you have him like oh, I won't even paint anymore because I'm fucking so sad. And then at the end you just see him like he's like thanks for sharing your dream with me, and he picks up a paintbrush or something. Fucking stupid thing. I'd rather see that stupid story that I just said <laughs> than no, the story that happened. <laughs> Or like maybe uh, Uma Thurman and Jerome meet. Uma Thurman's all about uh, that that he's also um, not perfect. He should get the love interest. Yeah, Jerome should have the love interest. He's the better character. And then he goes off with whoever the love interest, if it's Uma or whoever it is. Or maybe the brother does. And that's what the brother gets to win. Like that's like he gets the girl, but maybe Ethan Hawke goes to space. I don't want Anton to win the way it is now. I hate him. Yeah, I hate him I don't too. like him, yeah. and he's whiny, and he, he's like, the fact that he doesn't believe in his brother bothers me. And he's fucking elitist, but he sucks. 
Yeah. And it also doesn't make much sense that Ethan Hawke wins because he doesn't save anything for the trip back and can beat his genetically gifted brother who is saving it, but his brother who is saving it is drowning and the guy who's not saving it can carry him back in no problem. (laughs) What? Yeah. What he didn't save for the ride home was actually not going to reach. He he was planning on it. Yeah. He never got there. His brother kept dying too soon. The ultimate message here is he actually is a better swimmer. So it's not about it's not about that he didn't save it. It's that he is in fact a much better swimmer. Except for if you watch him, he except for if oh, you look at him swimming. swim. Maybe because he swims so shitty, he's using less energy. Which is Everyone something that, so I watched. In this. <laughs> I watched a thing on the directing in like the last fucking ten minutes of this or whatever with this whole shit, and it was showing how like. It, it was talking about the fucking brilliance because Jude, Lowe craw- Jude Law crawls into the incinerator and he wears his little fucking swim metal. And then he, as the flames ignite, that metal appears to turn from silver to gold. And then you see the metal and it's got the two guys on it. And it's like to show that, like, you know, he's his. Yeah, like, I know what they did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's he's his brother is like finally got the goal. But like John said, he gets it when they're still doing the flashback. Like when they're kids, he fucking goddamn beats his brother at swimming. So the metal yeah. doesn't turn to gold with Jude laws and fucking, uh, and the space lift up. Right. And how do you, it, equate- it turns to gold at fucking 22 point, a 22 minute mark or whatever the, and how do you equate gold medal with suicide? It's like he finally committed suicide and now he, he gets won. a gold medal. Gold yeah. medal for your suicide, Jude Law. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? How is that? It's the choice work? of where's champions. What's the symbolism in that? Maybe this yeah. movie is made by a Japanese company. And also, like, they're, they're all about Vincent not giving up. But then, like, fucking uh, Jude Law's character gives up and incinerates himself. Like, w- once again, like, <laughs> weird fucking themes. Like, they, yeah. there's so many great themes and ideas packed into this movie. You could probably make six movies out of the different themes that are cool that are going on. Yeah. And maybe I will. Totally. I'll just dissect this and have six. I'll make six scripts. Like following all these different themes, but you can't have all the shit, and then they don't focus on one. Yeah. No. No, it's problematic. No. Shitty. Ultimately, not great, and I, you know, that means probably that's the end of me ever seeing this flick again, which is not a big deal because hadn't seen it in a long well, time. Well, I so mean, just... I think you guys should watch it again now that you. No, see, you... I didn't want to watch it this time for Hold Up, and I will <laughs> not watch it again. All right. Yeah, no. It's, it's a very no. different movie now that you know all the shit, but it's not a, it's not a it's it's not, it's a, not good a good movie. movie. No, it's not a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. It's too bad. All right. What's up next week? Footloose. Oh, Footloose. That's gonna make some people super happy. Watch out. John Lithgow. John Lithgow plays the preacher, father preacher in this. Yeah, oh and God. Kevin Ham. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I think that's that, awesome. I think right. also there's a there's another uh, well semi-famous person in this shit too. Uh, can't remember now. He plays one of the high school students. He was in uh, he was in uh, Reservoir Dogs. He plays the son. Uh, don't you shoot? Oh, Chris you Penn. Chris, yeah. Penn? Chris, Chris Penn, Penn's yeah. in this like young Chris Penn. Oh, sweet. I haven't I seen know. that movie in like 20, 20, 25 years, maybe. Well, I can't wait. Crazy. Crazy. All right. All right. Well, 
look forward to that one. We'll drop it next Saturday at noon, and I'll have my regular microphone back, which will be great. Uh, <laughs> other than that, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to you. We had one of our most successful months ever in August, so keep on downloading the pod. Yeah. Um, really appreciate that. Woo! Congrats. we got about 25,000 downloads overall now, which is just stellar. Who knew? Who knew we'd get that back? Okay, um, thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll check you next week. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.